Gritty Reviews, the movie review podcast that uses a unique grid rating system to discuss a movie's weaknesses and celebrate its strengths. I'm Rachel, and my co-host for this mini-episode is Tristan. Hello! So today, we're going to be finishing up the grid-related mini-episodes for season 1.5 of Nitty Gritty Reviews, and that's going to be overall enjoyment, and we're going to throw extra credit in there as well. So this is probably going to be uh, a bit of a shorter episode. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, be sure to keep an eye out for the Marvel Monday uh, seasons or uh, phases one and two wrap up mini episode coming on Monday after this is posted, as well as a uh, kind of preemptive season two episode of uh, Leon the Professional. And that one's going to have a special guest co host, Dustin of Movie and TV Throwbacks with D. So I'm really excited about that one. And then after all that's posted, we're going to be kicking off season two on January 7th. And that's going to be with a Marvel Monday episode, Civil Captain America Civil War, with, uh, of course, Tristan as my usual Marvel Monday co-host and a special guest, Brian, joining us on that one. So lots of good stuff coming up. Really excited to get going into season two, start off 2019 strong. Should be a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, now that all of that is out of the way, should we jump on in to talk about overall enjoyment and extra credit? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's start off with overall enjoyment. This is a pretty easy category, no subcategories on this one, so it's just on a scale from 0 to 10, how much did you enjoy this movie? So, that said, what are some... I, well, I guess I'll start off by saying I just listed a whole bunch of movies that would get a perfect 10 for me. Some of them we've already talked about in uh, other mini episodes yeah uh, some of them have uh, reviews already none are yeah one might be scheduled for a season two episode i can't remember that's definitely on my radar for an episode if it's not already scheduled um but it's kind of a hodgepodge of just movies that i really enjoy and would get a perfect 10 um so i listed a bunch i don't know how you went about it i listed a few all right uh who how should we i guess we should have talked about this beforehand uh, we could go back and forth each listing one. Or... Yeah, that sounds good. All right, uh, why don't you go first? So the first one that I wrote down, and probably the highest, the one that I enjoy the most, is Beetlejuice. I, I figured that would make your list. Uh, yeah, and a large part of that is um, nostalgia, because I watched that as a kid. Not when it came out, but shortly after, I guess. And I just really loved that movie. And we watched it, I don't know, two months ago, maybe three months ago. Yeah. And... Like, I was surprised at how much I remembered. Like, I remembered when the music started. I remember, like, the melody to each part. I remember, like, there's a couple, like, jump scares or whatever they're called that I, yeah. I knew exactly when. There's one where <laughs> the dad is making tea, and right before the tea uh, bag hits the, the water in the cup, that statue comes smashing through the window. And then it falls on the mom, and she says, this is my art. It is dangerous. Do you think I want to die this way or something like that? And like, <laughs> I... I I gotta stop myself because I could keep going. We're gonna have the whole a whole reenactment of the entire movie now. Yeah, uh, but that movie, I just I enjoy it thoroughly. I enjoy every aspect of it: how it looks, how it sounds. It's a funny idea. It's a fun idea. It's just a fun, enjoyable movie. Fair enough. I listed the first one on my list that was in well, the first two on my list. Both instantly came to mind. But Jurassic Park, yeah, easily. Anyways, of course, there is a season one episode of Nitty Gritty gritty reviews where I talk about Jurassic Park with Sammy and Brian on that one, so I definitely get into it there. But even aside from that, anybody who's listened to more than a few episodes, it somehow manages to come up 
often. It is one of my favorite movies. I think it is so much fun. It's definitely one I've seen a lot. We saw it in theaters. It was my first time seeing it in theaters because I was five when the movie came out. So we saw it within within the year. It wasn't that long ago. A couple yeah. months ago, over the summer, I think. And we watched it in theaters, and that was amazing. I saw it at our, our little local artsy theater, uh, Crest Theater, is going to be playing it in January. And I'm like, I know I can't get Tristan to go see it again so soon, but I kind of want to go see it on the big screen yeah. again. Um, especially because that theater, it's more... I know it's, it's usually more of like a, a theater theater, not a movie theater, or like a music hall kind of thing. So like it's, you know, the speakers aren't that great, the screen's kind of small, it's really cheap tickets, and it's just, when they play old movies, it's people who really love that movie yeah. go in, they recite lines, and a, yeah. lot, a lot of times there's kids there who have never seen it before, and it's the parents taking the kids to see it. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I, I kind of want to go see it again. Um, if I have to see it alone, so be it. That's I, I don't mind for that movie. I, I could watch it once a week and I would not overdo it. I love that movie. It's it's fun. Now I'm just repeating myself, and not just within this episode, but in general. I, I go on and on about it a lot. It's a good movie. Yeah. What was your second one? Uh, so after that, it's not really in any specific order. But I chose Bill and Ted's, which I haven't seen in a long time. Many, many years. It's going to change soon because yeah. that is the uh, season two premiere episode. Yeah. That we're going to be doing. So that's just a, another really fun movie. Really yeah. enjoy that. Kind of lighthearted, kind of weird, kind of kooky. It's yeah. Enjoyable. How about you? My second, along the same lines as Jurassic Park, this is one uh, that I've talked about a lot. We've done a season one review of it, and that's Avengers. Yeah. I don't think I need to say too much about why I like it so much, and if you disagree, then go and listen to that episode because I definitely get into it. Um, but it's definitely, I would say it's the most rewatchable of all the Marvel movies, at least that we've rewatched. So I've seen every Marvel movie, but there are several in phase three that I've only seen once. So once we do a, a yeah. full proper rewatch and get fully caught up, I will, I will be able to say definitively which one is the most rewatchable. But for as much as I love Thor, which would still be a close second for me. Yeah. Avengers is the most rewatchable because it's just so much fun. Yeah, that's a good choice. Good movie. So that was my second. And the rest of mine, even those two weren't necessarily in order. They were just, it's basically as they came to me, I I wrote until the lines on the little worksheet I printed up were filled. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, So that said, what was your next one? So again, in no real order, uh, Thor. Fair enough. Uh, It's, it's, I really like the humor in it. There's a there's a lot of humor in it, uh, like we mentioned when we reviewed it. Uh, it's probably like the tenth time I've seen it, and I was still catching jokes that I'd never noticed before. Yeah. Like when he calls Agent Coulson "son of coal." Yeah. That's such a silly little joke, and it flies by, and it's said so so straight, so like not drawing attention to it. Yeah. Uh, and I really love the theme of that movie. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy that one too. Fair enough. I probably would have included that one on my list, but I didn't want to put just a bunch of Marvel movies. Yeah. So. Uh, my next one is uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I okay. love that movie. I have loved it since I first saw it in theaters when it was playing. Yeah. It's so... I mean, it's definitely over the top with its, like, sweetness. Like, it's definitely, like, the feel-good film of the year kind yeah. of thing. But I'm like, I don't mind with that movie. It pulls it off so well it just makes me happy when i watch it the music is phenomenal i love like swedish pop and like swedish indie music yeah and that it's a lot of it's icelandic so it's not 
it's not really Swedish, but it's still Scandinavian. Like, it's just got the same, it's a similar feel. It's very twee, which a lot of people don't really like about it. Like, I don't know. And I get it. It is pretty over the top with its sweetness and optimism. But, like, that's not a bad thing. Sometimes you need that. So, that's easily, it's definitely one of my, oh, man, I can't believe, there's one I should have put on here. Uh, It's definitely one of my go-to movies when I'm feeling down. Yeah. But not the ultimate movie that I watch when I'm feeling down. I didn't put Romeo and Michelle oh, on here. What was I thinking? Crazy. I guess that's an honorable mention that I'm mentioning just now. Okay. Romeo yeah. and Michelle. That's that's okay because I just thought of one and wrote it down real quick, so you can <laughs> you can add that to your list. All right, I'll circle around if I remember. Okay. And if it doesn't go, yeah, this is actually getting. I think this is gonna be a longer episode than I thought. That's right. I'll just mention it now. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle's amazing. So for overall enjoyment, uh, one of the most enjoyable episodes of X-Files for me, and there's a few, uh, this guy wrote most of them. I know uh, what you're going to say. The episode I'm thinking of is Mulder and Scully Meet the Were-Monster. That's a good one. Uh, it was especially enjoyable because I waited so many years in between yeah. X-Files seasons, so it made it like extra, extra sweet, Yeah. Uh, extra enjoyable, and it was good to see an episode that like felt like x-files and yeah. it was just thoroughly x-files thoroughly i forgot the guy's name the, the writer I always forget i recognize it the second i see it and yeah then morgan is his that last sounds name right morgan? yeah i can't remember for some reason darren is popping into my head but i don't think it's darren yeah morgan. i don't know but whoever he is i like all of his episodes and this is just the the funnest one did he do he didn't do bad blood did he the vampire one I don't think so. Because that one's my favorite. That's a pretty funny one, too. Jose Chung's From Outer Space yeah. is close up there, which is definitely one of his. Yeah. I, I actually wrote that down first, but I didn't want to have two of his episodes, so I went with uh, Mulder and Scully Meet the Wear Monster. Fair enough. That's a solid pick. I didn't even think about TV shows. I should have just put The Good Place. Yeah. That would have <laughs> easily every single episode. Yep. But I didn't do that. Uh, my next one on the list is Annihilation. Which is yeah. another one that should come as no surprise. And I easily could have just put any Natalie Portman movie. Yep. Uh, well, not any. There are some that I don't like as much. Like, Fox Locks did not get a perfect 10 for me. But most of her movies get perfect 10s. But Annihilation in particular is just... It's one of those movies that you think about for a long yeah. time after. Yeah. Which I really like. And I just like... Kind of like you with Thor. I think I feel the same way about the themes in Annihilation. Yeah. Where I'm just like... like I just... I dig this. This is... Right up my alley. I just, I, it resonates with me, to use a popular phrase. So yeah, that one easily, uh, probably my favorite movie of 2018, although I was really lazy this year and did not see nearly enough, especially as awards season is wrapping up. There were dozens of movies that I keep hearing about that I haven't seen. So don't judge me by that. If you're like, you liked this over this, I probably haven't seen whatever you're comparing it to. <laughs> But that said, I probably would still like Annihilation more. I loved it. Yeah, what's next on your list? So the next one is the last one I wrote down. The one that I thought of uh, just a couple minutes ago is Ghost Dog. With Forrest Whitaker. Okay. It's directed by Jim Jarmusch. I don't know who that is. I've seen that movie. I've yeah. watched it with you. Uh, it's not really like a fun, uplifting, happy movie. Uh-uh. Um, but I really, it, it's kind of, it's got its own little quirkiness, its own little weirdness and uh it introduced me to the hagakuri which was a book written by a samurai or i think a student of a samurai who's collecting his his sayings and he put it into a book and uh had a big influence on me 
It's very interesting. So I, I enjoy that movie. Fair enough. I have several others. I must write smaller than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I wrote Jose Chung's From Outer Space and then crossed it out, which took up a little oh, bit of space. Oh, that'll take up half a line right there. Yeah. Well, mine, I'll list the ones I have left pretty quick because I don't want to just keep talking when you don't have any left. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, is on my excellent list. choice. Uh, I really want to get it's not on the schedule, but I want to get it a review of that soon. Um, since William Goldman died recently, which is really sad. He was my favorite screenwriter, I think, even though I don't even think I've seen all of his movies. But yeah, uh, he just he's written books about screenwriting too, and they're just so he just had a way about writing. Just whether it was a novel, nonfiction, screenplays, he just had a way with words and very. Fantastic. Well, just one of those, uh, particularly with The Princess Bride, one of those things that's just like, I feel better. Yeah. After, even if I wasn't in a bad mood or didn't need to be uplifted or whatever, like regardless of my mood, I'm like, I just feel better after watching that movie. Yeah. Just in general. It's just fun and happy and whimsical and funny. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. That's, that's an it, excellent choice. It hits all the right spots for overall enjoyment. I would probably give that one... Uh, dipping into extra credit a little bit, I would probably give it a point of extra credit for how much I love it. Yeah. Just because it hits. So it's not just, you know, it's not just one thing that I love about it. It's all-encompassing. Every aspect of that story is wonderful. Uh, next on my list, going in a very opposite direction here, <laughs> Carrie. Okay. <laughs> one Which of my, version? The original. Okay. I hesitated there because there are things that I like about each. Not so much... Not a lot of people know this. There are three versions of that movie. There's the 1976 version with Sissy Spacek, which is the best, even though I hesitated. And then, of course, there's the uh, 2000s remake with uh, Chloe Grace Mortez. Is that her name? Um, That sounds like a name. Yeah, there's that remake, which I would have liked more had they deviated. Like, they took so much from the 76 screenplay, they had to credit the screenwriter. Like... Be a little more original with your remake. You're basing it off a book. Don't just make it a straight remake. Do a re-adaptation. Right. It's not that hard. Like, so that irritated me. But my favorite um, actor who played Carrie is... Oh, shoot. I am forgetting her name. But there was a made-for-TV remake. Angela Betis. That's her name. Um, And she's a phenomenal actor, but sticks very close to horror, like, indie horror movies. So she's very niche- but she's phenomenal. I wish she would do something mainstream because she's an amazing actor. And she seemed a little bit old to play Carrie, honestly, but still just had the, the, the face acting and the physicality was amazing. So that, oh. that was the main reason why I hesitated is because if we're talking casting, I think I liked her a little bit more than Sissy Spacek, even though Sissy Spacek is amazing too. I'm sure you did not mean for me to go on for so long when you asked that question. No, that's a good answer. <laughs> But Carrie, I, I don't know what it is about that particular... I mean, it's ridiculous. It's over the top. It, clearly, one of those, like, um, I'm a man going to write a coming-of-age story about a woman. And very from a man's point of view, in my opinion. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's kind of a weird thing. And I don't think he pulls it off very well. And yet, I, I still love the movie. And I, even though it's so ridiculous. All right. So, yeah, that's that's a pick. Um, all right, about three more. I told you I had several more. Um, okay. And that's not counting Romeo and Michelle. I didn't write that down. Um, I, Tanya. Yeah. Which has come up 
quite a bit, so I'm not going to go into too much detail there other than just I, I love it. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, I saw the trailers, and right. instantly I was like, okay, I'm in. But I was, like, still kind of like, how is this going to work? And, like, how am I going to feel after leaving the theater? Right. And they just pulled it off so well. It's phenomenal. Um, another one that's been mentioned several times, but only very recently, because this is a very recent obsession, Reefer Madness, the movie musical. Yeah. I don't I can't say for sure if that will continue to get a perfect 10 for me. Like, if I watch it again in a couple years when I'm not at the beginning of a Kristen Bell obsession randomly, it'll circle back around. I'll have, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be obsessed with her again. It always... Yeah. I go through cycles of obsessions with actors weirdly. The next time she puts out a movie, you'll rewatch them all beforehand or something. Probably, probably. Although... I don't know, it's weird she's, a few. she's on a TV show though, so it's weird. And yeah. she she has she seems to pick better projects when it's TV or or people pick her for better TV shows than movies. I don't know. I'm not most of her movies I'm not super sold on, but that one I am. That's good. Um and it's just fun. It's ridiculous, it's over the top, it's super campy, but it it's exactly my sense of humor. It's got a great even aside from Chris and Bell, it's got a great cast. Uh, Anna Gasteyer is in there. Like, she's not in much, it seems, but she's phenomenal and can sing like crazy. I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. If you like musicals and you like social satires and parodies, all that good stuff, it's like a propaganda parody, obviously, about marijuana with a title like that. Um, so, Reefer Madness, the movie musical. Gritty films recommended. Uh, and last one on my list, Titanic. I am not not ashamed. I still think it's a fantastic movie. A lot of people make fun of it now after, what, 20 plus years. Uh, But it's a great movie. I I don't... uh, I'm not embarrassed. I think it's a fantastic movie. And it would easily get a perfect 10 for me for overall enjoyment. It would probably get a lot of perfect 10s, actually. I think that was the one where I'm like, I think that's on the schedule. But then, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's a season two episode or not. My sister and I have been talking about it, and we both very much so want to review it. But it doesn't have an anniversary coming up next year, so I don't know if it made the made that list or not. Hmm. Someday it'll happen, and it's going to be glorious. I'm excited. All right, so that's, that's my list. <laughs> um, so is there anything else you want to add about... Uh, what contributes to your overall enjoyment or any other examples, anything anything at all you want to add before we move on uh, to extra credit? Yeah, just a movie that's fun or interesting. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's very subjective and yeah. personal. I noticed you didn't have a room for bad examples. There is. There's for extra credit. Oh, I meant for it to be like a, a, for both. Oh, do you have a bad example for overall enjoyment? Or do you want to save that for both? Uh, well, let's save it for both. Because extra credit, there's not really a bad, like a bad example. It would just be a movie that doesn't get extra credit. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So we'll just save the bad example for the end. Um, so then let's move on to extra credits. And this is uh, kind of the wild card of the grid. It's up to five points of extra credit can be given for absolutely any reason you want. Have people just give five points because they like the movie or, you know, a point... For, for whatever, I'm not going to go... I was going to start giving more examples, but then I'm like, that's... <laughs> instead of listing a movie, I listed reasons why I would give extra credit, because that seems yeah. the, the easier way to go. Um, so I guess I'll stop my examples there. <laughs> but, um, 
Although that is a good one to lead with because I don't give extra credit for that, but a lot of people have. So, and that's perfectly fine. There, there's no rules for right. what you give extra credit for, uh, which is why it caps off at five. <laughs> you don't want to go too crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, and I will add, I used to, at least for me, I didn't really enforce this for other people, but I used to cut it in half if I gave, you know, a point of extra credit for something, I would then kind of convert it to half a point. Right. Um, just because in the beginning, I was really pretty liberal with what I was giving extra credit for, and I didn't want it to be too overpowered. So I figured that way I can still give extra credit for up to 10 things, but it's never going to be over five points. Yep. But as we go on, I, I really... Um, have, have been much more restrained and nobody else seems to have that problem. Um, so for season two, I am ignoring the half rule for extra credit, which was, like I said, really just for me and Jesse, my sister, Jesse, uh, respected that rule, but no one else really <laughs> did, which is fine. Um, okay. so that said, what are some things that you give extra credit for? Um, just little Little nice things to have, like uh, cameos or inside jokes or subtle nods to things that uh, that that some audience members would notice. Uh, or if there's really interesting ideas, or if it does something different, or if I just want to double dip into a category. That's I think that's yeah. what you use it for often. Often, yes. I'm double dip. Mm-hmm. Talk more about the character writing and give it points for that. Indeed. That's you. That was my impersonation of you. Dead on. I forgot to do the voice though. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> I'm a double dip on the character. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I think I hurt my throat that on was... that. That was pretty bad. All right, so that's my answer. <laughs> I don't know why you went so high. <laughs> to make up for when I didn't do a voice at all. If you average the two, then it's perfect. Dead on. Right. I go like two octaves lower no matter who I'm impersonating, so I guess <laughs> it's all good. All right, so things I give extra credit for, like you said, I do definitely like to double dip, especially if I want to give more than 10 points to something. If there's, you know, right. every once in a while there's a subcategory of like, God, I would go to 11 on this if I could. I love it so much. And I restrain myself and keep it at 10 and then just double dip and give an extra credit point. That's a, yep. a classic Rachel move. Um, Way to follow the rules while breaking the rules. That was not breaking the rules. That's what extra credit is for. Um, Nostalgia is another thing. If I have uh, nostalgia or any kind of, you know, association from like, oh, I remember seeing this in theaters when I was a kid. Or like, oh, I remember watching this, you know, with with my sister, one of the first movies we rented when we had Netflix, when it was like brand new or whatever yeah that's a good that's a good um, one yeah nostalgia or you know any kind of association with a movie um if there's a scene or just something ridiculous that just makes me laugh really <laughs> hard i'll usually give extra credit just for like a joke that i find really funny yeah you have or, done that a few times yeah uh, like <laughs> this is not one move this would this would be an example of one but it's not a movie we reviewed the movie date night with tina fey oh yeah where they're getting mugged in the alley and they knock her risotto out of her hand. And she's like, oh, man, now I have to eat or eat my risotto off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up the delivery, but it makes me like laugh till I cry every time. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so things like that I would give extra credit for. Uh, memorability of a movie. Yeah. If it's a movie I haven't seen in years and I can still quote along to it, or you know, if I've only seen it once and it just left an impression for me, I would get. I'm probably along the same lines. I would say rewatchability. 
yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, a good it's, one. A, it's a movie like Avengers or Jurassic Park that I could literally watch once a week and not get tired of. That's saying something because I'm not. I'm that way with TV shows, but movies I'm much more picky about about what I'll rewatch. So if I can rewatch it, usually I'm like a once a year rewatch kind of person with movies. So if I can watch it once a week and not get tired of it, not that I do, but I could. So that's saying something. Um, I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode. I don't know that I've actually done this, but it's definitely something I would consider doing if the situation called for it. Uh, if there's low impact on film scores, but it's a movie that I love and I want to kind of compensate for oh, yeah, yeah. for the right. low impact on film scores, if it's like a movie that I just love and everybody universally hates and it has no historical impact and it's just you know one of those forgotten movies, but I just have a soft spot for it for some reason, um, I would probably give an extra credit point for compensating for that, I guess. And that's it. That's all I, I wrote down for extra credit. Uh, is there anything you want to add? Or should we give our, our bad example, which is really... I guess we could have given the bad example earlier. It's really just for overall enjoyment, but... Uh, no, that was a really good list. I forgot about, like, the nostalgia and, like, feelings or experiences that it's associated with. That's a good one. Thank you. All right, so bad example. What is a movie that would score... Or would get a low score for you for overall enjoyment? Well, there's a few X-Files episodes, um, but I think the least enjoyable was probably the Hulk movie. Okay. I definitely didn't enjoy it. I'm not... I'm not... It was far below X. It was unacceptably unenjoyable for me. For a Marvel movie, I would say it was unacceptably unenjoyable for me as well. As a movie in general... It would probably be in the unsatisfactory range, which is still yeah. Well, I obviously guess unsatisfactory, but I, I think there was season one, episode nine of X Files. I think is called Space. Space. That one, I'm pretty sure I gave a one or yeah, a zero. Yeah, there two. were a few season one when we were still still doing that that I yeah I gave. So I, I'm going to change it to that because that was just unacceptable. All right. I did not enjoy any of that at all. Yeah. And the parts that it tried to make, like, enjoyable actively... Made it worse. Made it worse. Yeah. That's a good call. My example, I could potentially get a lot of heat for. This was a lot of people's favorite for 2017. Okay. And I just... I could not stand it. I was so bored. It made me anxious just waiting for the movie to end. I didn't get it. I mean, I, I got it. I just didn't like it, I think, is what it comes down to. And that's Phantom Thread. You didn't see oh, this one yeah. with me. That's the one that had pictures of good food, right? It did have it did have good food. I gave it extra credit for that, actually. Yeah. I gave it extra credit for the food looking amazing. Um, so I had that going for it. Um, and I just I think it comes down to characters for me. Well, this is this is kind of dipping into the, the question of the episode, but in that movie, the characters were so unlikable. And I found the plot fairly predictable. Even there's like a twist ending. I was like, that wasn't that shocking. <laughs> like it, it seemed about right for what these characters were doing. And, and I just, I mean, I would be willing to give it another shock. Like I was saying last week with Impact on Film, if everybody loves it and I seem to be the only one who hates it, maybe I am just missing something. Right. Maybe, I, maybe there was something I didn't get. Maybe it was my mood that day. I would be willing to give it another try, but I'm not optimistic that I would like it anymore with a second viewing. I was miserable yeah. watching it. It was boring. And I and I, I haven't seen a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. 
My sister Jessie loves his movies, and we usually have pretty similar tastes. So I don't think it's it's just that I don't like him in general. I think it was just just that movie. It just seems I don't know. I I can't get in. I I don't want to give spoilers or have this just be a whole episode about how much I disliked that movie. Like there, I feel like there's a better a better time and a place to get into why maybe I didn't like it. But yeah, that one easily. I think I gave it like a two or a three for overall wow. enjoyment. That's I, really low for you. Yeah, I did not like it. I think I even was looking at my watch trying to figure out when it was going to end, which I do not do in movies. I I did not care for it. Yeah. Had a know. lot of beautiful filmmaking. It got really high scores in a lot of other categories. But yeah, that that's my example. Um, so that's going to lead us to, unless there's anything you want to add for bad examples. Nope. All right. Uh, so then that's going to lead us to the question of the episode, which is going to be, which category of the grid contributes to your overall enjoyment the most? And I gave three, like in, in the order, <laughs> because that's how I do things. Um, but that was by no means a requirement. So but I'm assuming you just put one. Uh, I put two because I'm not really okay. sure which one. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know, sometimes it depends on the movie, but the writing, either okay, plot just, or characters. That's fair. It's not like it has to be perfect in order for me to enjoy it or to like the movie. But if, and, and even if the characters are all unlikable, there's plenty of shows that have terrible characters that I think are just great shows. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it depends on how how it's written, I guess. Right. <laughs> Like, it's always sunny. They're not meant to be role models. Right. They're meant to be terrible people. And then you see right. the terrible consequences of their terrible behavior. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's the writing for me. That's fair. Yeah, that's I definitely agree. My number three was writing plot and genre. The reason it's so low is because uh, I feel like I can forgive a lot of plot holes if okay. my top two categories are well done. Um, so I guess I'll move on to the next two. Uh, my second highest would be acting and casting. Okay. As we've seen with my Kristen Ball phase, if somebody, if, if an That's actor true. I like is in it, it's definitely going to boost my overall enjoyment. Even if it's a movie I didn't love that much, it's like, well, I liked this part of it. <laughs> like, right. You know, although, I mean, then you have actors like Natalie Portman who just doesn't seem to be able to pick a bad movie. So it kind of depends on the actor. Sometimes. Makes sense. It I don't know. It, I don't know. It, my phases get confusing because sometimes I get obsessed with an actor because they consistently pick good projects. And I'm like, oh, if they're in it, I know I'm going to like it. And then you have like the Kristen Bell phase where I'm, I don't know, it's like more of the persona, I think, that I, I find so interesting. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, these movies aren't that great. I mean, some of them are. It's, it's about 50-50, but, yeah, but it still would boost my overall enjoyment. So, so I went with acting and casting for my number two and then my number one is, of course, writing characters. Yeah. That's definitely far and away, like, way higher than the than my other two. If it's got strong characters, if the plot is driven from, you know, inner needs and all that yeah. stuff, like, if there's an emotion there and a, some sort of emotional journey, and, you know, if the characters are either very, very likable or you're meant to not like them and that is done well, as you were mentioning earlier, right. like, you know, that definitely... Um, although I definitely prefer when when you're supposed to like the character and, and it's done well. Right. Like yeah. I, that, that's why I love yeah. Mike Schur so much. Which, by the way, I realize I was calling him Paul Schur in earlier episodes, and I apologize. Mm. My brain is like Paul Shear, Paul Shear. It's like no, Mike Schur, creator of Parks and Rec and The Good Place, and 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I still have not watched, but I will, because I love yeah. those other two shows so much. Then he worked on The Office, um, and something else, I think, too. But, um, but yeah, but his shows, all about characters. Everything drives from those characters, and they are so likable. Even The Good Place, when you have a character like Eleanor, who's just like Arizona a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. She calls herself that, Arizona yeah. trash bag. Everyone yeah. calls her that. Yeah. But they make her likable because she's growing, she's learning, she's interacting with the people around her in interesting ways. And that's true for every character on that show. It's not that's that's just the easiest example, but I mean, every character on that show, it's just such a ballet of like this character interacting with this character and then this character. And, you know, it's just a yeah. very well done. And so that's, yeah, that's a great example of why I like character driven things so much, I guess. Um yeah. Although the writing plot and genre and acting casting and all of his things are very solid as well. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, that's why I like his show so much is because those three things, bam, on point. All right, so then that's going to bring us, unless there, I keep forgetting to ask before I move on, anything you want to add for the question of the episode? No. All right, so then that's going to bring us to the, uh, the question of the episode, which I didn't write an answer for. I thought for sure I would think of something as we talked. Um, so we'll see how this goes uh what is the silliest reason you could you could see yourself dishing out extra credit for well i don't think they're silly reasons i think they're good reasons uh fair enough but uh yeah i i usually write down why i gave extra credit on the grids so i went back to look at the x-files ones but they all got deleted so i don't i don't know yeah um I have to delete it to put it on the blog. Oh, okay. But uh, I do remember some of the reasons for uh, movies. One of them was Iron Man 1. I remember giving a point of extra credit. Or no, it was Iron Man 2, I think, that had Elon Musk. He just, yeah. like, walked in and he's like, oh, hi, Tony, and, like, shook hands with Tony Stark. And then Tony Stark, like, walked away from him or something. It was, like, two seconds. <laughs> but that's so cool because Elon Musk is, like, a actual real-life Tony Stark, pretty much. Yeah. And I think it was... Um, Iron Man 1, maybe 2, that had a brief clip of Ghostface Killa uh, in the background. He was from, uh, I think, Wu-Tang Clan? I don't remember. But uh, uh, he's a musician who, is, who really likes Iron Man, like the comics. So it was kind of like a, a little subtle inside joke to, to have him on there. And I give extra credit for both of those. All right. Some people might think those are silly reasons. I'm not those people. I don't think that's silly. Easter eggs and cameos. Or those are actually things, as I was talking about the examples for extra credit, I was like, oh, I should have put Easter eggs and cameos. Yeah, I have cameos, inside jokes, things yeah. like that. So what about you? Did you think of something? No. I'm trying to think of things I've given extra credit for in the past, and it's almost always double dipping. That's that's usually... You've had, like, single jokes or single shots or things like that that you really liked. Yeah. I guess I don't think those are silly either. I guess maybe, I mean, the double dipping can get pretty blatant sometimes. I, I try really hard not to do this, but I think I definitely have still given in and given extra credit points just because whatever actor I'm obsessed with at the time is yeah. in it. Or Natalie Portman, I'm always obsessed with Natalie Portman. That's, that's not a phase, that's, that's, that's stuck. <laughs> it's not phase, it's life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure if we were to review some movie with Chris and Bell in it, I would give extra points. Or a, I wouldn't do more than one, but I would do a, a point of extra credit just because she's in it. Even though that's a very temporary, you know, a couple months from now, I'm probably going to be over it. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. 
All right, well, is there anything you wanna add, um, I guess for, for overall enjoyment and extra credit or for, for anything about the grid since this is our last grid-related mini episode? No, I think the grid's a pretty good idea. It's a fun exercise, kind of forces you to look at things from a different perspective and break down the different aspects of, of watching a movie and think about it a little more than I normally would. All right, glad to hear it. All right, so the song for this week in lieu of a film-related song is Mika's We Are Golden, because I like this song. Uh, there's not really any uh, anything more to it than that. So on that note, thanks so much for listening to this mini Nitty Gritty Review episode. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Uh, this is the last of the grid-related mini episodes, but we will be posting on Monday following the posting of this. Uh, we'll be posting a wrap-up of Phases 1 and 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, also the Leon the Professional episode is going to be kind of a, a pre-season 2 sneak it's not a sneak peek, that's not the right word, uh, but a pre-season two episode since it was a little bit of an impromptu, unscheduled episode, but I'm really excited to get it out. I don't want to wait and try and squeeze yeah. it in somewhere in season two. It'll be an appetizer. But, yeah, I mean, it's a full-length episode still, so I don't know if that's quite the right word for it, but yeah, I guess an amuse-bouche of sorts. <laughs> Uh, and then on January 9th is going to be the first Marvel Monday of Phase 2, and that's going to be Captain America Civil War with, of course, Tristan, my standard Marvel Monday co-host, and co-host Brian on that one. Really excited to get that up. And uh, then it's going to be switched to a uh, every other Friday format, uh, aside from the first Monday of every month, which is going to be Marvel Monday. I'm going to try and get a schedule of upcoming episodes up on the website soon and that's over at grittyfilms.com real easy to remember um no calendar up yet but there is all of our past episodes you can see the uh, completed grids for every episode we've done up until now and uh yeah lots of good stuff check that out uh, if you're interested in the x-files on the grid we kind of stops uh indefinitely but there's about a half a season of episodes there if you're interested if enough people start listening maybe we'll start it up again sooner than than anticipated and yeah i guess that's about it uh, again if you liked what you heard in this episode uh, you can contribute to the conversation gritty films can be found on twitter and instagram with the handle at gritty films so we are no longer on facebook um because i'm kind of done with facebook so that's out of the picture um, you can also email us at grittyfilms at gmail.com and don't forget it's gritty spelled with two d's g-r-i-d-d-y we'd love to hear what movies get perfect tens for you uh, in this or any other category of the grid thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time